0: Hello and welcome to episode number eighty-six of Five Star Potential, your weekly football manager podcast, brought to you by WeStream FM. I'm Matt, and this week I'm joined by no one of the usual crowd. Actually, uh, they have well half of them pissed off to Germany, and the rest are well absent, without notice. But we do have uh, Mr. Proudie. Hello, sir.
1: Hello and uh, thank you for having me on. It's uh, your first podcast as a WeStream FM member as well. It
0: me. is indeed, but we'll 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 gloss over that briefly, and we'll come back to that in a moment. Um, Mr. Herb, you are uh, losing your five star pod
2: virginity. I am. I'm very excited about it, uh, and equally nervous. You know, like when the actual event happened. Can we talk about virginity <laughs> on the pod? Has that happened before? Is that I first? Mean, uh, th- th-
0: this is early, early. Okay. Uh, for- <laughs> <laughs> whoops oh well uh and swiftly moving on rounding us off is mr benjamin hello sir
3: all right back again oh i love back this again i can't wait for the, the sort of special appreciation award i'm gonna get one day for being on this podcast but i'm still waiting still waiting
0: yeah it, it doesn't exist i think it was just a ploy to get you yeah. on in the first place yeah um so we're gonna have some save updates and then we're gonna have a little bit of a i don't know it People of a certain age may remember Soccer and they used to be a teammate section, uh, so we're going to cover those because Herb and Proudy have recently joined WeStream FM and there may be some listeners of the podcast who are unaware of them and what they do, or th- even though that's bonkers to think that in the first instance, but uh, we'll be covering over that to let people get a bit more familiar with you and then we're going to have our little discussion. Which is going to be covering over sort of our tactical opinions of sort of converting Klopp's sort of way of playing Liverpool into FM, and then we'll round off with a quiz. But first of all, let's start off with with a save update from Benjamin. Oh, because yeah, I, I I think this is probably the the first save that you've really gotten your teeth into this year.
3: Yeah, I mean, excuse my expletive earlier, it's been a shit show this year, hasn't it, viewers? Every (laughs) time I've come on the podcast, I've had a different save going on, which is never really a good sign. Uh, But no, finally, I've gone to the place of my birth with Boston United and finally have a YouTube save that I'm properly invested in. Um, And it's going all right. We're in our third season now and... We had a board takeover, stadium move, and all of a sudden we've got loads of money. And I've done lower league saves in the past with Thames and Salford and whatnot, which have never had the opportunity to go out and spend. So that's been quite exciting for me. Um, so we're now amongst the favourites for the league, although a uh, little spoiler, I think l- luckily the episode will be out already. But I played top of the league, uh, Chester, and was 4-1 down at halftime. So that, that was a little bit of a bump to, oh, actually, despite our money, we're still not quite good enough. But no, it's nice to finally have a save where I feel invested. And I, I think for me, the most important thing is the people that are watching feel invested as well a lot of people are saying it feels like an older dr benji Benji-style series so that's quite comforting to know that people are on board with it as well as i am um but yeah it's going it's going all right we're still in the same division in which we started sort of 20 episodes in so um you know if you want to start watching it now you've not missed much is what i'm getting at but uh yeah it's going all right i'm pleased with it i think it's it's got legs and potential to actually move on and be something better than what i've done before which is always the the idea
0: do you have a target set for when you want to get out of of that division as soon as possible Matt that sounds a bit (laughs) insulting actually the way you word that I mean I don't want to I don't want to roll the clock back too far but Mm. I remember seven seasons in the Premier League with Salford
3: (laughs) Yeah, a lot of people remember that. It was it was a long period of time. It was a blur to most people. Uh, no, eventually we'll get out. But the problem is only one team goes up automatically. And the playoffs are done over one leg. So, like, there's not two legs to sort of get your teeth into. So, it's a bit difficult to get out of. Um, we got into the playoffs last season uh, sort of late. We had a late run after a touch exchange. Uh, and then we just nearly sneaked our way through, but were beaten by a better side than us over the course of the year. Um, this year I feel like there's two really good sides in the division and it's me and Chester so even if I go into the playoffs I'll stand a really good chance of uh, actually doing something in the the division so we'll see but yes Matt to answer your question I do plan on getting out at some point thank you for that
0: (laughs) you're welcome Uh, (laughs) Mr Herb yes I think I mean I, I've tried to follow what you're what you'll doing I think you've got a West Ham save currently on Twitch I'm doing everything
2: because you're doing i doing everything just do everything and see what happens yeah so um it's all the same save so it's, it's the west Ham save so on I started the year with a a youth academy esque challenge where it wasn't really a youth academy I just said don't sign anyone that's older than 19 um yeah and that was, that was successful. We finished out after five seasons. We lost in the Champions League to PSG. And I thought, you know what? I'm not going to keep going at it because I don't want to just keep failing every year. It would be sad. So I put that away. And then uh, I was struggling around, trying to find some ink on Twitch. I tried a few different saves. I got fired multiple times. I did a Proudy, essentially. I think he started the game really well. Uh, I got fired th- twice. No, three times I've been fired on Twitch. So I thought, bring back the West Ham save. Go for it. Go and buy whoever you want, win the damn Champions League and win the league and it'll be fine. So we're coming to the end of the first season that one. Uh, We got knocked out of the Champions League and I don't think we're going to win the league. So we've got some building on to do but the team is brilliant. Um, I'm playing like, playing properly sexy football with West Ham and it's making me very excited. Do you uh, plan on getting out of that division, Herb, or- uh, <laughs> You can't. You can't get out of the league. You literally can't, I know. <laughs> the problem is, is the top, in, in, my, uh, in the save, United are uh, doing amazingly, as they always do, and so are City. Yeah. So I'm just sat like six points behind them thinking, maybe I've bit enough more that I can chew here.
3: Is it, uh, is it on the updated database? Is it, let like I say, updated, no.
2: I mean the March database. Oh, it's on the old one. It was on the okay. original one. So yeah, that yeah. was... Uh, it's the original file, which is good, but it, it brought back some nostalgia going back to the save, which was nice. Uh, yeah. And I'm hoping, yeah, next season we'll uh, we'll go out. I did. I bought Gareth Bale. I, t- I said I'm going to buy <laughs> all the biggest players, and then I couldn't afford anyone. I didn't have any wage budget, uh, so I signed oh, yeah. Gareth Bale. That was a flop. how, uh, was, I just, your, uh, how was your Brexit? Uh, it was right. It's the the 17 foreign player limit. Uh, that's the most, that is the most common one this year, right? Yeah, because that- that's what I think they think is going to be the most likely outcome. But I, I mean, think a lot of people are getting it. Who knows? Uh, so yeah it was good and then um, started a, a journeyman save on YouTube as well where I am trying to stick to the stipulation of staying within London which is where I live at the moment um, so I started with it. Mean, it's it's a, <laughs> it's a niche journeyman it's a niche <laughs> ju- well I thought <laughs> on the tube <laughs> exactly it was kind of based around that you know everyone's like let me track the map of where I'll be going as a manager and I thought I don't really want to go anywhere why would I move so uh, yeah essentially so far I've travelled from South London to South London to uh like northeast london so probably I'll, about 30 minutes on the tube it's
3: just a commute herb it's not a travel it's, it's, it's <laughs> I can't. I'm not it's going the same any, distance. any I'm not more north than Watford <laughs> yeah <laughs> pretty much so you can't, if you uh, can't go there with a travel card it's not, it's not an <laughs> applicable job
0: zone 7 is my limit <laughs> if I have to buy a ticket and I can't tap in
3: and out and uh, then I'm out I'm not doing it I'm contactless <laughs> only
2: that's what I'm going for Eurostar Eurostar that could open bridges up for you or like, tunnels it could. tunnels but, uh, no, so you get back or not no it's fine it's going well I'm liking it staying within London we started at Dulwich Hamlet had a wobbly first season in a bit and then I've I've, start, I've got in with Leighton Orient and I have to say mm. I have fallen in love with the club Um, I'm getting some good interaction as well some guys invite me to games I'm, I'm tempted to go down to Brisbane Road and have a have a little watch this season as well so that's going well just got promoted to Skybit League 1 uh, and just starting that season it's a little bit of a baptism of fire but enjoying it so at the moment yeah enjoying two saves marvelous
0: I've never never managed to do it myself but I'm glad that you're enjoying both uh, and then rounding us off Mr Mr
1: Proud um where do I start I, I'm still playing to save I started at the start of uh, football Manager 19 uh, with Portsmouth uh, I said to myself this season that if I don't get promoted because last season we made the playoffs and lost in the semi-final, uh, that I would resign and I'm currently in 19th position uh, so that season's going to end uh, pretty badly and then uh, but I'm already starting my new save which is going to be a European journeyman uh, and I'm going to be starting off in uh, Kazakhstan and seeing where I can go from there <laughs>
3: so very <laughs> yeah. very similar to Herb's yeah, yeah. <laughs> that <So, laughs> so uh, See what I'm
2: saying would you really move to Kazakhstan I don't think so Can Can you get get there With a travel card
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm staying within The stands in this one But um, Yeah That's what the plan Is going to be I think from When would it be I'll probably finish The saving The next week or so So I'll be starting it Like mid April And then uh, hopefully That'll take me through Until about June And then uh, after that I have no idea What I'm doing so, uh, as someone yeah. that
3: struggles with names, just you saying that uh, because it sounds like it gives you a panic attack, like, yeah, it's not good.
1: I mean, I've looked at half the players' names and I think to myself, yeah, I mean, I've got a speech impediment, which I've only just realised I have. And uh, a few of the names are going to be a bit troublesome. So, but yeah, that, that's basically my save update. Like we had, um, I signed Tammy Abraham actually for Portsmouth and he scored 27 goals uh, on loan for me. Uh, I signed him on a free and he's got 8 and it's March so um that's just brilliant like I've spent so much money to get Tammy Abraham in and he scored 8 goals so I do you deserve Sorry, man.
0: You definitely deserve the nickname of Master of Disaster. Yeah,
1: yeah. I um, I mean, it says a lot when Marvin Sordell is my second top goal scorer this year. <laughs> and he's 32. Like, I like,
3: I, that, I, I like probably that you have a save that's going well. You got into the playoffs and you decide, you know, what? I've not got enough pressure on myself. If I don't get into the playoffs again next season, I'll be sacked. And he's immediately 19th and, yeah. in March. I love so
1: it. it is a not, I think the the problem I found as well, because the saves obviously being on the old database, um, I've got the hard Brexit like the really tough one so a lot of the players that are from foreign clubs I can't sign I, I can't sign players um, from like parent clubs because I can't get work permits for them because there's a glitch with that so a lot of the time uh, I'm just signing a load of English players who are like from League 2 and in the championship that's not going to last so
3: yeah, yeah. Well, look, I, now, I know, now I know there's an impending failure I'm definitely going to shoot into every stream do. <laughs> <laughs> I thrive upon your impending failures
0: it's literally what you live for, isn't it?
3: Yeah. It's so not happened that, that much this year, though. Not this no,
0: year. No, to be for this year, it's yeah. it's been a, a slight yeah. change.
3: It's hard to get sacked from multiple clubs when you've only really been at one well, on one team. <laughs> <laughs> see what you've done there. Very smart, Chris. It's,
0: it's, I mean, master of disaster to master of disastrous pronunciations. But either way, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to enjoy it. So we're going to swiftly move on to uh, the little game of teammates. Mm. Um, so I've just got three questions written down. That I'm going to alternate between Proudy and Herb. As I said earlier, recently joined Weestream FM. So uh, we're, let's just, I'm just going to go straight into it. First question, we'll, we'll aim it at Herb uh, Best achievement in Football Manager? Oh. And That's, this could be any version across your entire career. I
2: think it was knocking out Doctor Benji FM in the greatest. It <laughs> was probably <rolling> up there. <laughs> that was a that was definitely a highlight of the content creation side. Yes, definitely. Um, I one of my. Before I did content creation, I did a lot of journeymans and just like unemployed journeymans jumping in, spending 25 seasons and getting not really anywhere. One time I managed to get... Outside, like outside of London Herb or...? No, yeah, outside. <laughs> <I didn't. laughs> no stipulations on this one. Could go across <laughs> the country. Uh, yeah, and I managed to get... Um, to, I think it was Southampton were in League One somehow, managed to get them into the Premier League, then got relegated and had to finish the save there because the new game came out. But at the time... It felt amazing because I'd struggled for so long, especially, you know, in the the lower, lower leagues. When you have like one or two places to get out, you get stuck in the conference for four or five seasons. Um, See, I was a little bit worried, actually. I didn't think about that when I started doing the content creation side and realizing that actually, if I wasn't very good at the game, would people still want to watch? But um, it seems to be going all right. But I think that's that's probably probably. it. It's a grind. Yeah, the grind (sighs) rather than the winning of the trophies.
0: You, you have uh, conveniently forgotten that Southampton were legitimately in League 1 about 10 years ago.
2: Yeah, but that was 10 years ago.
0: Hey, they
3: still, were so fun to, manage there, to no. They were so fun to manage when they went down yeah. and then they came back up again. That was when they were one of the best teams.
0: Oxlade Chamberlain, that uh that was uh, that was <laughs> a, a good team to. Lalana yeah.
3: Lambert, that those guys yeah. came through. That was great. Such a good year.
0: Uh, same question then to to Mr. Proud. Um
2: this will be interesting. Yeah, this, got is, one. This, this is great. One <laughs> I'm waiting. Right um, Bated breath.
1: No, this is another one actually before content creation. Uh, I always go back to this because this is like the only achievement I've ever had. Um, but I managed <laughs> West Brom in uh, the Premier League and I managed to win the Europa League with them. I think uh, I kept qualifying for the Europa League. Uh, like I kept finishing like seventh. And uh, I think after the fourth season with them, I finally won it. <laughs> And I signed Edison Cavani on loan and he was like 34. It would have been about 34. And uh, he hadn't scored for me all season. I sent him on with five minutes left, he scored a free kick to win me the Europa League. So uh, that's probably the only achievement I've had to date. (laughs) Your Uh, greatest achievement to win the Europa League. Amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Most of my achievements are normally relegating a team, staying with them, having too much budget for the league that I get relegated to and then get promoted again. I've done it so many times, it's great. So I can add it to my trophy cabinet. I don't know with Benevento. I uh, got relegated from Serie A, uh, had way too much wage budget for Serie B, signed all the best players, and then got promoted the first time of asking. So, yeah, go with that. You're marvelous.
0: So uh, to to complete our duality, what's your worst moment in FM? Oh, Herb? My, uh,
2: <laughs> <laughs> you've got you get it thinking. No, probably yeah, you got to get like top five maybe. Um, I think it was this year. On Twitch, I started uh, Aberdeen Homegrown Scottish Challenge. I've been thinking about it for like months. Been planning it away, and thought this will be brilliant. I'm gonna only sign Scottish players. I'm gonna topple the Celtic and Rangers. It'll be easy. And I got fired in the first season. Actually, I had two or th- I, think I had two ultimatums in one season, which I've never had before. And the worst thing was, it was just all entirely on Twitch, and I was just breaking down. Every, like, every week I was streaming it and I was thinking, this is... I've planned this for so long and in my head, it was a glorious long-term save and, yeah, it was over in about two weeks and it was wholly embarrassing. I've been there. Yeah. <laughs> it was the worst. Uh, Mr. Proud.
1: Have we got half an hour? Um,
0: yeah, top five is... It'll be fine.
1: No, top... Uh, I think I think the worst one, if I could think of one, is um, I remember in... I think it was Foot Major 2010... I was managing maidstone united in the conference national and then i got offered the job at recently relegated northampton from league one and i thought to myself like you know it's it's a club that gave me a lot of transfer budget a lot of wage budget had a really good squad for league two i got relegated again the next season after and i took them down again and uh, i still probably put that down as my worst achievement ever I got sacked as well after that but um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, it, obviously it was going to end that way I, I don't know how why, I why would you even
3: play? why do no, you even play? because the <laughs> wasting is, your own time
1: I, I play because everyone is I wouldn't say bored but a lot of people probably see the same stories just like yeah you know I've got this team from level 7 I've won the Champions League with them or something like that and they watch me because they know that I'm never going to achieve that
3: so makes yeah. them feel better about themselves. They, they they know they don't have to commit to a whole series. <laughs> yeah, three, three episodes at a time.
1: So um, that, that was probably ranked. So I, I've had quite a few where um, I was in the playoffs in December once I got relegated at the end of the season um, with Gillingham. That was pretty bad. I won one game in twenty uh, like twenty. 20- 12 or something like that. I won one single game and then got relegated. <sighs> Chris. Um, what else? Uh, I got sacked two games into uh, a rain at Newcastle. Uh, I got replaced by Arsene Wenger. Um, what else? I got relegated on my virtual birthday with Fulham. Uh, yes, <laughs> that's, pretty good. That's, that's pretty good. I like <laughs> that one. Good. Yeah. And the thing is, I got relegated after winning <laughs> against Manchester United 2 1. How does that, that make sense? Do. So, yeah, I've had quite a lot.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I did. I mean, you've done quite well to keep that succinct, to be fair. Uh, right, fun fact about you: it doesn't have to be football related. It can just be something that maybe no one already knows. Oh, I'll
2: right, so go first on that one. Yeah. Oh, bloody yeah! Hell. Fun fact. Fun fact. This is like being it, main, on a team main building an exercise, isn't In it? Place. Why do you call Herb the nerd? Oh, because my surname is Herbert, and uh, actually, I, actually I was always called that. Herb. And then I I like the... It, oh, I've got a fun fact. There we go. This has just popped into my head. So the reason I'm called Big Herb the Nerd is because if you Google Herb the Nerd, there's a really weird, awkward Burger King advert from the early 90s, maybe? Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah. and the whole thing was Find Herb. And apparently there was this nerdy guy running around who looked a bit like an accountant, which is my... In real life, job as well, and I thought this is oh. this is too painful. This is going to come back and bite me. And I've just realised I've told you all, and I probably would have got away with not having anyone know that. I said I'm it. definitely My- not editing that out. So shit. Yeah. My
3: yeah. favourite <laughs> thing about googling Herb the Nerd is the third picture is me and
2: you in a match. <laughs> yes,
3: <laughs> unbelievable. Which match is it?
2: <laughs> is it the one where uh, i, just I won k- or cr- the one where? Oh, oh.
3: Yeah. Herb. If you want me to reveal a, a fact about you, you don't want people to know. Then I will. Oh, that's,
2: that's I don't like this. This is getting mean.
3: No, you know you you know what it is. Yeah, I know.
0: Is it if you yeah. what what happens when you search for bottle job on Google? Nah, it oh. <laughs> right.
3: Well then, oh. don't, we don't do that. Oh. Right. I mean, Herb might take some collateral damage here <laughs> 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 through that bringing that up. <laughs> let's just let's just say Herb was very fortunate to go through in the Creators Cup semi final.
2: I was fortunate.
3: And FN19 is
2: a a perfectly balanced game and there are no issues with it whatsoever. So let's just move quickly on. I'm actually quite proud that the third picture on Herb the Nerd is me though. I'm glad glad you're there as well. But And the one after that is me with the bloody, doing the the tiger face, the wolf. When I did that face as well, the one from the Creators Cup. They asked us to do something stupid, and this I'm going off piece a little bit. They asked us to do an Mm. intro pretty much on the spot, and in my head, all I could think about was Wolf from Gladiators, and what I did looks nothing (laughs) like that. In my head, it was very cool. No, it's not scary.
3: All that was in my head was Wolf from Gladiators. We all thought that at a point, don't we? do
2: something for camera, and the first thing that came to my head was Wolf from Gladiators. He nailed it. He nailed the intros.
0: That does sort of raise an additional question of Why? Yeah. <laughs> yeah
2: but, but never mind. I never asked that, that,
3: that at the time Herb I must say you didn't come back and I've just been wolf from gladiators.
2: No one had any idea. I thought you might judge me. i was still the new boy. You uh...
0: I mean it's all coming out now, isn't it? Brilliant. Mm, okay, yeah. Mr. Proud, you've had time to to think. Fun uh, fact about you.
1: Um I mean I've been on TV, Ben Ben knows about this one. I've been on TV. Uh it was <laughs> yes. a uh, channel called uh, Teachers TV back in the day. And uh, I was part of uh, like some peer mediation group. Um, so it was just like, uh, we were students who gave advice to other students about how not to get bullied. Uh, and, um, How's yeah. that going for you? Uh, <laughs> it it's well.
3: Um, and,
1: and then I I know, um, I know about this because I was sent this video by a teacher yeah. that said, video? Leave Chris alone? Yeah. And then um, I- I, I had a segment in the second half. So in the first half of the program, it was just basically all the group. In the second half, it was me and a girl who were chosen uh, to participate in a peer mediation group. And the only words I said in that entire second half was, welcome to peer mediation. And that was it. For 15 minutes in that entire segment, I didn't say a single word. Nah, there's enough.
3: definitely another bit as well. Oh yeah, no. I'm sure no we, yeah,
1: everyone would know about the... Um, were, so we did a group thing as well. And I had to <laughs> reenact an emotion about how some kid has stolen my lunchbox. And I got told, I got told in my ear to say um to say it in a an upset way. And the way I said it was I Relative put, my hand, now, I, put my hand, I put my hand over my lips. I went, Somebody stole my lunchbox. And and the teacher who uh told me to do it in a upset way, it was like, What emotion was that? And I was like, It was meant to be upset. And she's like yeah, I don't think
3: that was it. We need to find this and post yeah. it on yep. the WeStream oh, FM and, they, will... and the five-star Twitter. Yeah. This has to be out it there. People to need to see this, this clip. It's brilliant. one of my favorite YouTube clips or internet clips of all time. It's amazing. If someone's, someone's, someone's some alerts, yeah, some alert, yeah. Someone's
2: alerts aren't who stole it's, my lunchbox. Uh,
3: what, what, what I'll say, you, to gang, is wh- wherever you're picturing right now, it's better than what you're imagining. It's so good. Heads, it's so head. Eleven years old. Oh, somebody stole my lunchbox. It's <laughs> so good. It's it's amazing. Oh, Why do I, I feel that like
0: Ben's impression is better than the yeah. actual thing? Yeah, no, because, because he's, he's
1: he's got, Yeah, you watched it on repeat for about an hour, so you probably nailed oh, I did. it. Yeah, I did. So, <laughs> yeah, no, that, that's my fun fact about me. I'm, I'm glad, glad I'm you went second. second. <laughs> I
0: should
1: have yeah. time to think about it.
0: The team meeting. We're we're covering over Klopp's Liverpool or Liverpool under Klopp, depending on how you want to to look at it. And we've done this a couple of times now where we basically take a pre-existing tactic and try to work out the roles that uh, the manager probably or tries to use and what would perhaps be used in football manager terms to at least give people a, an idea of maybe how to, how to play like Liverpool and FM, particularly under Klopp. Now we do have the gig pressing style sort of baked into to fm19 but this is more down to the the player roles as opposed to the actual tactical settings um but we we did this with the united team from 1999 previously so obviously i think it's only fair that we do it liverpool now just to make sure that people don't riot or throw people into bins or something i don't know anyway so should we start with the goalkeeper what what role would you put uh as, as the keeper in, in Klopp's side, I think this is pretty pretty easy, really, to be honest. Mr. Benjamin yeah. starts he, off. He's,
3: he's, well, as, as, I'll, I'll clarify my position early, that I'm a Liverpool fan. I like the fact I'm involved in this feature. Um, I, I think it's interesting because you mentioned, I was just quickly on, on the system as a whole, and I will come to the keepers, that they've put Press in the game. I think over this season in particular, Klopp has moved away from the Press so much. I think our pressing game is not quite as front facing as it used to be I think he's far more like conscientious now of keeping the ball and working it from the back and trying to trying to press in higher areas of the pitch he's not so focused on winning it back in all areas you don't see that group sort that of, you'd see it before where you'd have sort of a forward midfielder and a defender can try and contain a player early and um, in transition and you don't see that so often anymore from Klopp's side they're more prepared to sit back partially because they're better defensively so i just i just want to say that this year's liverpool isn't necessarily traditional klopp gegen press it's a lot more patient in its approach um obviously the keeper alisson at the moment with with klopp's system um is a sweeper keeper i wouldn't say he's an attacking sweeper keeper though some people may put him in that that situation but i don't necessarily think he is Actually, i think because when, when I think of attacking the sweeper keeper I don't know about you boys but I think of Neuer who would be off his line ready if the ball was played over the top and I think Liverpool slits, sits slightly deeper um, so he's not necessarily having to be as sweepery if that makes sense
1: um, I was going to just say a point about uh, in full magic I don't know if this is a thing but I would like this to be a feature about a sweeper keeper is there, is there an, you know how you can set player instructions there's not a player instruction you can say how far you want that player to push up do you there's there's not an instruction for the goalkeeper itself. I don't think there's, no, it's, there's no, it's, so that's no. what I think should be a feature in next year because I know some sweeper keepers will play deeper, but then some will play further up, and it does depend on your defence as yeah. well. I think so I think I, if yeah.
0: you take into account like PPMs and stuff, and also then you've got the line of engagement. Yeah. That, that will all sort of. So you, I guess it kind of is there. Um, you just if you want to have a particularly sort of a high sweeping keeper. Mm. You would need to make sure they've got high eccentricity because they're more likely to do that and also see what traits they have. That's the thing, actually. goalkeeper traits. I don't know if, if if there are any, actually. That's one thing I haven't is there any goalkeeper traits?
3: Like, I've I've never tried to no. apply one. So there must be. There must be like quick distribution or something mm-hmm. along those. There must be one, right? There, there must be a thing. That's one thing I've, I've never, tried. never that's even thought about. No, no. me neither.
0: Just just came into my head then.
3: But that, that It'd m- be good if you could set starting position. I think that, I think that's yeah, basically that, what we're saying. Yeah. But that would be cool if it was starting position of sort of like yardage out of his area of where he's set up. I guess if he's playing sweeper-keeper attack or support or just a regular traditional goalkeeper, it probably is doing that. But... I don't know, it's not like specified meter-wise or yard-wise, is it? It would like be interesting rushing. to see if
0: you mess about the line of engagement, whether the keeper moves as well. Because I know the, the defensive line moves and the defend like mm. when, the little animation when you adjust it, the, yeah. the player is on the field move. I'm not sure if the keeper moves in line with that, so it might be interesting to I see.
2: I don't think it does. So, I'm sure someone will have tested it. Yeah. I have no oh, doubt. That's why I thought it depends on your, your line of defence. Because actually, I agree with you, Ben, that it's probably not as sweepery as... A, depending on that line because yeah. they're d- defending deeper you don't need the keeper making up that gap um, yeah. and coming forward so yeah whether even would be a sweeper keeper in the game yeah
0: marvelous if we move up to sort of our, our center halves then I, I guess we should have really stated the formation before we we got onto this now ben what would you say is the most accurate is it's it's a 4-3-3 really that's mm-hmm. how i yeah. i would but see yeah, it, it
3: is. um yeah, I guess if you're going to... I'll quickly go through it individually so everyone knows where we stand. So it'll be Allison goal. Trent will play sort of a right roaming... It's almost all like a roaming wing-back. Like, he'll get up and down. Very, like, a complete fullback, I guess. Complete wing-back sort of role. And that side And Robertson does the exact same thing on the left. Uh, two ball-playing defenders in the centre, which at the moment Van Dijk and Matip seem to hold that down. Um... The midfield's interesting because it change is very changeable. Like there's about four or five players now that very much go within that midfield. Whether it's Cater, Fabinho, Henderson, Milner, um, or Wijnaldum, they're all around, and when he's come back as well recently, and obviously Oxley Chamberlain will be back as well, which gives it a different dimension. Um, and, and I think Klopp picks that based on who he's playing against, must be said. Uh, and then yeah, so it's the sort of three in the middle with one holding, whether Henderson or Fabinho uh, or Wijnaldum's done it occasionally too. Uh, and then you've got Salah, Firmino, and Mane who interchange a lot more this year than they did previously and I think that's to try and give Mo Salah more space in games because I don't think I don't I don't think Mo does particularly well when he's in really tight spaces I think he feels a little bit more pressure and because of the season he had last year he struggles there so that front three is a lot more interchangeable but it's certainly a three to get on the formation side of it it's it's still a three
0: marvellous so you you touched on the centre halves then you you would you put them both as uh ball playing centre halves
3: yeah I think so is
0: there any sort of differentiation in whether they're just a defend role whether cover stopper
3: how would you set those up Uh, I think you'd probably have Van Dijk as your cover because Van Dijk's pace is like is ridiculous I think Klopp likes that I think he likes to have one defender who's very good on the ball another one that covers and Van Dijk he's fortunate in that can do both um, which is pretty rare for a defender I think that's why Van Dijk is is lauded by a lot of footballers ex-professionals and current players is that he can do everything there's not really a weakness to Van Dyke's game. Uh you can make it, when you've got a ball playing defender, you can make them do more risky passes, right? I'm pretty sure. It's on mm-hmm. by I think, default. Yeah, well, yeah. Well Van Dyke is more than capable of doing it. I think he does it far more. So I, I guess in that sense, maybe you'd have uh whoever's next to him be a slightly more sort of I guess playing within themselves a little bit more and allowing Van Dyke the opportunity to spread the ball around because he can do it so well. Um yeah it, it, it would kind of depend. Again, when you've got a player so complete it's, it's more about who's next to him and whether it's Lovren or Matip in Klopp's current system. I think he wants that defender to be a little bit safer and keep it nice and simple um, and sort of feed it into more capable players. So, yeah.
2: Would you have as the partner, though, someone who's not a ball player who's going to keep it? Because you you tend to see whoever's playing alongside him to carry the ball a little bit more rather than necessarily yeah, really play it. it. Yeah, he just goes for a run, doesn't he? Yeah. He'll take on whoever he wants to. But what? how yeah. would we then how would you then think about setting that up within the game? Can you libero. make them... Le-
3: libero. Libero. Well, you, you can, you can, but can you not only use Libero as part of a three? Yeah. That's the thing, yeah. isn't it? You can't use it as part of a two. Um, I don't think anyone's telling Joel Matip to do that. He's <laughs> <You're
2: just> doing <laughs> it. Just,
3: actually, well, no, I, I do partially think that, I, I suspect that he's, he's given licence to do it because I think in games where Liverpool are failing to break through lines, you've seen it so often where players just play it in sort of a triangle across the back line constantly. Matip eventually finds a bit of space and thinks I'm gonna have a go at that. And it's like a giraffe in the wild um going for That's it. It's beautiful. Uh so uh, yeah, I think you probably would have someone who's but I think I think Klopp wants idea in the ideal world, right? He wants two defenders that do that. I think Joe Gomez was very capable of doing it in the first half of the season before his injury. Um he's, he's been less good less less good at it when he's injured. Um so yeah I think Klopp certainly wants two ball players but equally players that can carry the ball I think that's that's his ideal in this current Liverpool system
0: marvellous uh, do, you, do you have any comments Proudy about how would you how would you set the two centre halves up or are you pretty much in agreement with what sort of has been adjudicated thus far
1: yeah I was I was just gonna say what how was going on um talking about how like the players coming out from the back and dribbling I'm pretty sure like when I play ball playing defenders in foot manager they don't do that that often and I mm. don't know if it's because mm-hmm. the player instructions are not set or either because I know with um it's obviously this about Liverpool but I know with Portsmouth we have a similar like a system we have two ball playing defenders and they will go on a run and then our defensive midfielder will drop into cover but I don't think I've ever had my ball playing defenders start running forward or start dribbling forward and I don't mm. know why that never happens. They just seem to bring the ball forward a little bit and then pass it out wide, which yeah, is, is, is a bit frustrating because I would like my centre-backs to join the attack sometimes, but they obviously just don't. And I don't know if it, that's just the engine or if it's just my instructions or the players' um, traits. Once again, the players' traits are not allowing them to do that.
3: There's, so. no, there's no attacking uh, there's no attacking instruction other than on, other than a libero is there on a defender there's no, there's no really way you can say no. so that's that's probably a factor I think libero's will do it especially if you put them back slap bang in the centre they'll often try and take it forward um, whereas I think when you've got ball playing defenders if, at least it might because I use them in, in systems that I've used this year pretty regularly I had a Norwich saver I used it the entire time they will look to play it into the the. the, the cause I have a deep line playmaker, yeah. sat just in front, and they'll always feed it into him. But, but, but I think what it does do is it restricts them from just smashing it along every time. I think that's why people mm. tend to use them as it keeps it keeps the ball so much better if you've got players that are capable of doing it. Um, I think mental attributes play a massive part in that as well. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. It, it, yeah it, huge, decision making
0: is going to be paramount there.
3: I mean, that, that's and. Sorry, Matt, just to go on, that's that's why Liverpool have been so good this year. Is because the decision-making at the back has been so significantly better. Like, Liverpool's defensive record is sensational this year, and it's because of that. Like, the smartness of the decision-making now is, is why Liverpool are having the season they're having, essentially.
0: I mean, <clears throat> if you want to try and get centre-halves pushing a bit further forward, whether they'll actually start running with the ball a bit more often, it would remain to be seen. But if you play a half-back... That will naturally get the the when you when they have the ball when you have the ball, uh, the the halfback will drop deeper than the centre halves. The centre halves will split further and push slightly further forward. So you get a bit of that movement, but then again, you I would doubt that you're going to get the the forward momentum and the the charging forward. Um, again, yeah. we we already sort of touched on the whole of bare and being required, yeah. unless you can get a centre half. Uh, or centre half with yeah, with uh, like likes to dribble through the the ball through the centre mm. uh, as a, as a PPM. I think you're going to probably struggle to get that to work. So yeah. basically, you need to but- get uh, Mister Mister Bobby Moore's son or something like that, <laughs> grandson, great great grandson, maybe. <laughs> mm. But anyway, right? Okay, uh, you've uh, we've touched on sort of the fullback suggesting they they play a similar role regardless of side. So would you put them both on the same role, Ben?
3: Or uh, is there a bit of... Yeah, no, I think you'd have them both the sort of wing-back attack almost. They're, they're that important. I will say, though, on that, is that we talk about these ball-playing defenders and while Liverpool have got two players that are capable of doing it, a lot of Liverpool's attacks are fed out wide, back inside, and then looking for the space out wide again, unless unless Firmino drops, drops in. So you'll have a common situation... Uh, to give an example, is when Van dyke has got it uh, on the left side of a defensive area. He'll play it to Robertson. He'll play it inside to someone like Wijnaldum or Keita, whoever it is. Robertson will then make the forward run. And then it'll go either back to Van Dijk again, who will then look for a longer ball into space, or they'll switch it. Like a lot of Liverpool's play this year is based on how wide the fullbacks start. Like their starting position is very, very wide. Often, if you watch teams play, when the ball's on one side of the pitch, everyone will come across on one side of the pitch. But when Liverpool are in possession, they'll try and make the pitch as big as possible, um, which comes from having good ball-playing defenders who have got the ability to switch it. And something we see very commonly with Liverpool this year is that Robertson and Trent will play it to each other. And, and provided like a huge switch, and that's something a football manager, I think, is quite difficult to perfect and do. It's not, it's not overly regular this year.
1: I mean, I was just going to say, like you said, the uh, wing back attack. But what what is the difference between the roles of like wing back support and attack and complete wing back? I don't, I, I mean, I, I find it a bit baffling how they put both in there. But I don't know. It, in my opinion, I feel like they do the same thing.
0: Mm, I so, would, I, I wouldn't, I would disagree with that. The complete wing back attack is a lot more marauding. They they do very little defending and if you compare like heat maps uh, they they will be a lot higher up and also the the stay wide instruction as well means that i think i think a wing back attack would be sort of the compromise between the two uh, whereas i think complete wing back attack they 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 may well get in the way of other players further up the field, particularly to try and get that movement between the 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 sort of the fullbacks and then the the wider players um, getting the they will bomb on, but then you might get to the point where they're sat sort of almost always level with the defensive midfielders, and then you're going to restrict them from being used more often. Um, I think, yeah, when I've used complete win back attacks, I've always felt that I've been defensively frail. Uh, and mm. obviously, Ben's already sort of said about the the solidity at the back for for Liverpool this year or this season in particular. And playing complete wing back attacks, I really don't think you'll get that. If you if you are playing with uh, more bodies in the middle, perhaps uh, playing like a box formation or something like that, where your only width is coming purely from the wing backs, fair enough. But I think uh, when you're playing a system that only has basically two players covering, I think you would struggle to get any form of balance. Um, although you, you'd be very good at overloading, I think you'd be way too easy to counter.
2: Yeah, I was, I was going to raise the exact same point in terms of, although on there you could get caught out, especially with the wing backs, get caught out in the game. If we're talking about balancing game mechanics with actually how Liverpool play, that you can find that they could also become useless going forward if you become too uh, marauding, and they're getting too far forward. And y- depending on what you're playing, your your two your two of the the wide front players, the wide attacking players, as you could find that they become surplus to requirements. I've definitely seen it in the game where you've got wing backs bombing forward round the outside, and if you're playing wingers that they don't actually make the impact. All they do is leave you short if you get caught on the counter. So the balance of who's going to be playing in the midfield and who's going to be playing as your wide attackers needs to be taken into account, I think, when deciding which role you're going for uh, with the wide defenders.
3: Yeah, I think if we apply that to Liverpool, because obviously Liverpool play with Salah and Mane in those up, those wider positions. As I say, the width comes from those fullbacks, and likely you'll see Mane or Salah cut in a lot more, and it gives those players more space. I think Matt, you mentioned that sometimes they will get congested out wide. Actually, that's that's the fortunate thing for Liverpool is that because Mane and Salah are so intent on getting inside and dribbling it across, and they're playing sort of one twos off Firmino. I'm sure you've seen it happen quite a lot if you ever watch Liverpool. Um, that tends to be the case. What I will say is it's heavily de- like opponent dependent. I think if you're playing uh, with the system on Football Manager, then have versions where you've got really attacking fullbacks against the weaker sides, but against sides that have got sort of like a Hazard or whoever it might be, a Martial, you don't want to see Trent Alexander Arnold basically as a as a wide midfielder. You want to have him set a little bit deeper. And obviously, having three tactics to choose from, it would give you really nice flexibility for depending on the opponent on what you want to play. So I would definitely consider that if you want to try and implement the system into Football Manager.
0: I think the other thing with the complete using a complete one-back is it uh, has roaming on, I think, which, again, can cause problems. It's, it's supposed yeah. to only be a, an attacking uh, instruction, but obviously if it's in those transitions between defence and attack that you'll come unstuck if they have decided they're going a bit further than you would like them to. Uh, you do have a lot less control, I think, when it, particularly if you've got a player with poor decision-making, which I think fullbacks. backs d- It can because you'll get either if you get you've got a fullback who is who has been sort of converted from a winger, they're more likely to be less defensively sound anyway. And so, uh, leaving them to make that decision as to when to stay and when to uh stay up is is perhaps a bit dangerous, anyway. Moving into the midfield now, I think this is probably the thing that is. As you've said, Ben, again about the the roles will change upon the personnel and obviously the opposition as well. But if we, so it's going to be kind of difficult if we sort of focus on sort of the three roles that for the main starters. I guess it's probably easier than trying to sort of mix it up for every different eventuality. Or else we'll be here all night. Um, yeah. But if we if we start sort of with the with the base of the diamond, basically, or uh, well, Face the triangle, first of
3: all. Yeah, well, so, sometimes it's a diamond as well, so it makes sense because of the way Firmino plays. Um, I, I, if, you, if you're talking, I guess I'll, I'll speak from my personal perspective and what I think we'll see for the rest of the season, I think that's probably the best way to look at it, is that I think Klopp has now earmarked Firmino as that player who plays sort of, and this is where the roles thing is so difficult because Fabinho basically plays three different roles in one, uh, in that he's more more than like happy to play as a halfback or a deep land playmaker or to play as a ball win midfielder. Like he's capable of doing all three of those things. Um, again, it kind of depends on the opponent. Like if there's not pressure put on him, then he'll just be allowed to sit there and spray the ball around. If he's got constant pressure through the middle, he's more than happy to attempt to break that up as soon as possible and basically firefight, right, the whole time. Uh, and then in front of him, whether it's Ronaldo or Henderson or Milner, one of those players is always going to be the body to get up and down. And I think that's what we're going to see Henderson do for the, for the rest of the season. Uh, to the other side of that, I think you look at the Mazala role that's been put into football manager recently. I think Naby Keita is one of the better players at doing that particular role, in where he's more likely to get into the area late and support the front three. Um, although when you've got a box-to-box with field next to him like Jordan Henderson uh, they'll both do it so all of a sudden you've got this sort of body of five going up naturally as well as your wing backs pushing on as well um, and, and we talk about Liverpool sort of offensively quite a lot right defensively very hard to get out of that once Liverpool have pinned you into that position with players who are comfortable at the back as well that's that's where Liverpool's strengths lie this season is that they're able to put pressure on teams for extended periods of time and then find a goal through that and it's not so much relying on counter attacks and counter pressing to win the ball back quickly they just sort of ping you at a certain point and and for, I hope I don't know boys you watch Liverpool from a more neutral perspective than I do you might maybe you see Liverpool have a team push back and then the ball will be cleared but then it would just be Liverpool passing around the back and working it again and again and again um, I don't know is that, is that how you see it or am I biased? <laughs> I'd say anyone?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Just considering considering what you were saying really I think there is a certain amount of sort of recycling I think Um, and I think perhaps in previous seasons there's been a bit more of an urgency to get the ball forward whereas this season purely I guess because it's almost sort of trying to wait for space to to open up again um, after the press has sort of dissipated and, and Reorganized waiting, uh, that that there is a bit. I think again, it's, and it, it is opposition re- sort of based as well. Because if you've got a high pressing opposition, there's going to be more urgency anyway. So the ball is going to be recycled elsewhere or moved on on more quickly. So I it's kind of difficult to really mm. agree or disagree because you. I I think in in both camps, as such.
2: Yeah, I was I was thinking the same thing. It's. Last season, you would have said definitely they go out and press and you put people in awkward situations and you force the ball towards the... The players that are less comfortable on the ball and you force them yeah. into long passes which means you can defend them you've got good defenders that can deal with long balls over the top where really the for the opposition it was just let's get out of jail by hoofing the ball long and i think we're seeing recycling a little bit more now because teams are used to the press now they maybe can't play against it but they can definitely defend if they're just going to sit back and yeah. hoof the ball long and they're not going to go after it fair enough we'll go and play that so i think liverpool have to now come up with the plan B and start probing a little bit more and trying to almost tempt the teams out which is slightly different to uh, such an aggressive uh, press where it was all about let's yeah. put you right under pressure where teams will be like alright have the ball back we'll just wait for you actually so, to make a mistake and we'll
3: it's a lot more tactful now. Mm. Like that's, that's essentially what you're saying. It's a lot. It's not like they're not preying on the mistakes of defenders. They're thinking, right? We need to be smarter. Yeah. And that's essentially what. Yeah. I think now. if
2: you watch like early, early footage when they were trying to implement it, you saw them, there was like four, four players constantly, always chasing the ball when it yes. was pace, pace, pace. Now it's a bit more controlled. They're in control. Of the game.
3: Yeah. It, it still happens, right? If you were putting the transition instructions on, you'd still have counter press yes, selected. you still okay. have counter attacks selected, but it's just not as, it's not as forceful because I think and, and a lot of that comes back to Virgil van Dijk in that there's so much trust in the way he's got that back four managed and Fabinho in front of him that we're prepared to let teams sort of have the ball a little bit because we're not as scared that they're going to score from every opportunity they have
1: Uh, I mean I was going to touch on the point that I find it interesting how van Dijk has come into the team who obviously can do a lot of roles at the back and Liverpool have changed the system because I would have thought that they would have because uh, I think a lot of the problems Liverpool had last year was that your defense were a bit. I know Van Dyke came in January, but the defense just obviously couldn't handle when the team would counter attack the press. But I think like this year with Van Dyke obviously in the team now, I find it interesting that Klopp has now dropped that when he... I think he could have kept up that system uh, that he did last season, where like four players would press because, as Herb said, like the bo- uh, they would kick it long, but Van Dyke's there. And he can pass the ball out again And then you start again So I find it very interesting That you've gone for more pragmatic style Rather than actually like You know Full blown out heavy metal football As they used to call it um, Under Klopp And when you have Van Dijk at the back Who can do You know Allow Matic to roam forward And Van Dijk could do Anything at the back really That's what I find very interesting
3: it's interesting when, when teams play the ball out because they're panicking and they force it out. What you'll see is Rondi Kamati will be first to that ball. Like they'll try and try get ahead of the defender. One will drop in, the other one will go, and they'll try and snap it back quickly. And then the possession starts again. Um, it's not just Rondi, by the way. It's also Allison. The fact oh, yeah. that Liverpool are able to just turn about, turn turn round, and play it back and just reset again, and being confident that Allison's going to just be co- just calm with the ball. It's not the same as having like Mignola or Karius there.
2: Yeah, and I think actually to bring it back round to football manager and and uh, mechanics within it, the you see a lot of success with a, a really high line where the defenders do yeah. do that. They actually they come forward, and if that long ball's going in, they're there and they're winning the header, and they're getting it straight back into your midfielders, especially into that midfield three yep. to get going again. Uh, sometimes it doesn't necessarily work, and where you get your defenders heading it back to the opposition. But I I seem to find that I'm regularly going in for a high line because you've got defenders that want to step into midfield, win that ball as soon as it's going, they're like, go on, go on guys, get forward, go again, because this is all about you. And I think, um, yeah, that, that would be a must for this sort of tactic.
3: Yeah, as me and Matt mentioned before, that is mental attributes that will do that, especially mm-hmm. at like the top level of football manager when you've got the best players. like That's that's what's going to do that for you. I think implementing this sort of... Like, everyone says, if you're struggling this year, just slap on the gig yeah. and press, then everything's going to be fine. But I think actually, at like, a deeper level, if you haven't got players like ball-playing defenders, for example, are, are, like for me, are like, so key in that and the deep-line playmaker is really important. You can't just have like, a defensive midfielder doing that job because um, the recycling of possession, as we've mentioned, is so key this year.
0: Right, so uh, before we run out of time, we've got a few, quite a few more positions to fill in. So
3: um, forget forget the front three, man. They just
2: do the they just do the business. Just score goals, just, just score goals. Attack.
3: Come on, come inside forward okay. to the false nine. Let's so- move on. <laughs> okay, uh, so I think
0: that's fair enough. But what about the other two sort of midfield positions? Then, if we if we gloss over the front three.
3: Um, uh, yeah, I touched on that a little bit. I think from the, for the rest of the season, I think commonly, if they're all fit, uh, Klopp will go with a sort of mozala sort of play attacking Mozala and Keita to, to support that front three. Um, and then you've got Henderson to the right, who I think has even asked Klopp to play slightly further forward. So a box box boxer fielder, uh, Carrillo, could also do a similar job to that. Um, that's that, that's just how we're going to operate for the rest of the season. And I, I don't... <laughs> I think within this sort of system, if it manage a manager, you can kind of play around with any of th- those two positions are very malleable. I think you can kind of put whatever you want in there and more often than not, it's going to work. Like, I don't have the same, I wouldn't, I would never have two box to box midfielders. I'd never have two Mazzalas playing attacking. Um, I've no doubt they'll work. You could equally, if you're not having a Mazzala, have an attacking playmaker, advanced playmaker on attack, that sort of role. Um, but you definitely need one. More, like, I find this a lot is that out of those three midfielders, you always need one who's prepared to get into the box late and push late and, um, I think Liverpool are probably not actually brilliant at doing that but are getting better at that as the season goes on it's Kater's first year it's Sabino's first year that level of trust has built up and I think hopefully as a Liverpool fan back end of the year we'll start
2: seeing it more and more Yeah I think the the Metzalos are great I've had a lot of success for this year for that exact reason that on attack they'll pick the ball up and then you see them Right at the end, the ball's gone out wide and they are getting it right. They're either coming in late to the box or they're on the edge of the box waiting for that rebound from the first shot. And um, yeah. you yeah. need someone to be getting forward and attacking from that. I actually think probably better than an AP who might try and play the ball a bit more. The Metzala kind of starts the playoff, waits and then poof puts his foot down. Um, yeah. Maybe doesn't get back as much as the box to box. But uh, yeah, I think a box to box and a, a Metzala would be great pairing.
1: Um, I mean, I was going to bring up the uh, point that if... Henderson drops back surely he would be playing as um uh, in FM it would be called a secondo volante uh, which is exactly i mean it plays the same so, so rock, with them, with <laughs> but it, it apparently plays the same way as a box to box but just obviously in a deeper position and i know Henderson does drop deep quite a lot but he will make the same sort of runs into the late runs into the box which you know a box to box midfielder would do but just obviously not from the advanced position so, um, I think that would work, obviously, if you just switch, like, if you drop one of the centre midfielders back to a defensive midfielder and then have him next to, a, say, an anchor man, then it would probably do the same, the, segundo the same benefits. Segundo the, Volante, yeah. The
0: Segundo Volante is, is quite an aggressive role, really. Um, so, if you're, even though they start from a deeper position, they will... Get a lot further forward than a than a box to box midfielder, like, at least from my experience. And again, you're going to have some variants with with uh, player preferred moves that do impact those particular roles. If you've got someone who gets further forward anyway, and then you put them in that in the segundo volante role, they they will basically stay up front. <laughs> oh really?
3: Yeah, don't let Henderson do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what I like, don't let
2: Henderson do that. But I do think, it, I think, sorry, but uh, there's something on. you touched on earlier that I think was important that not to gloss over is that when you have these tactics, you can play around with them and have, two or three variants of similar tactics that enable you to switch quickly in game something like dropping one of your central midfielders back to play two DMs where well, you're keeping the roles but maybe you're going for a second of Atlante because you want to have him, his starting position much deeper and actually using yeah. that in the game a lot of people like build your first tactic do your set pieces from it save it right then just replicate it and tweak it slightly for how you may want to play against different teams because I think it's probably quite an underused the, the sort of small switches rather than having like right I'm going to play a four four two, then I'm going to play a 4 they 433 actually just very similar small tweaks to one tactic that you can quickly There is a
0: much easier way of doing that and that is to assign like roles to positions for particular players Mm. uh, and that's a much quicker way of doing it. Alternatively use game plans which I don't think anyone uses yeah sort of a throwback from FM Live that's still sort of knocking itself around the, uh, the tactical section but I don't think I've ever seen anyone use them um Purely for the automation, anyway. Um, unless anyone else has got anything else to add, we're going to move into the quiz.
3: That's Ben's favourite. I, I, I do worry a little bit, people will say, why haven't they talked about what Firmino does? It's so important. So very, brief, very, very briefly. But you're the one who everything. said we're well, a complete forward. Over there. No, I know. But he's not a complete forward, though, but because of no. the amount he presses. I don't necessarily think... I know they've
2: got pressing they put forward the now, in for him, really. On, they'll tweak it for him. So,
3: well, I, I would say he's, that's more of Jamie Vardy's game in that he'll it'll, it'll push properly, push forward as a pressing forward. I don't actually think there's a role that replicate. Like maybe deep line. It's very difficult. I'm not sure there's a role that fits Bobby Firmino's style of play because he's like. <sighs> I don't. Again, he's a false nine, but he's more defensive than a false nine would be. For example, like when you think of false nines, you think of Messi at Barcelona when he used to sit and just sort of wander around and sort of space invade in that in that way. Whereas Firmino is more than happy to come and sit in and defend and be part of that first press. So I get. So we yeah we did touch on it sort of a pressing forward, but he's more than happy to sit deeper. Is he a have. Yeah, again he's, he's more he's more defensive than a shadow striker like he's more willing to sit back and and be part of the press whereas I think a shadow striker is
2: a shadow striker on uh, well, high I, what, press though you could you could well, get what I think is going to
3: be fascinating Herb is that in the summer Klopp's going to buy a striker, mm. right? He's going to let someone like Origi go, maybe, or Sturridge go, and he's going to buy, and I know Timo Werner is constantly linked with Bayern Munich, but it would be fascinating to see if Liverpool, to quote Brendan Rodgers, flip the triangle and then had Firmino at the top of that triangle with a forward in front of him with Salah and Mane in games in where we can be a little bit more aggressive and have like a Fabinho and a, and a Henderson a sat behind all of that. That would be really fascinating. But I don't again, I'm not sure. I'd be interested to see what people think. Firmino's position is and if they've got a, like a good if you've had a Liverpool save this year how you played Firmino what have you done with him because I think he's one of the most creative strikers out there but also with defensive tendencies again it's very difficult to pin down like what he is Marvous. I like him. well <laughs> we are if people hate Liverpool by the way this is not the podcast we you. <laughs> <laughs> well
0: I mean we we had a bit of a United Love In the other week, so it's fine, I think. Yeah, I did not listen to that one. Yeah, I did think you would. <laughs> uh, right, okay. Well So <laughs> this is uh Herb's Baptism of Fire and it's probably yes. Ben's favourite section of, of the of the podcast as well, and he said quiz
3: again. I'll be honest, if you like drop the quiz I won't be coming on this podcast anymore. <laughs> so, <laughs> so bear that in mind. It's time for the quiz.
0: We're sort of reverting to type. We're going back to the usual format of ten questions, uh, with Viking Dan rule in play. So, could be interesting. And the, the theme—I I couldn't really think of a theme to tie in with Liverpool unless it was going to be like top ten Liverpool players or something along those lines. So, instead, I've gone for uh, ten Champions League winners, um, but you've got to guess them via by their clubs. So. Oh.
3: Hmm
0: so I will read
3: I've got I'm not sure what you mean but I'm excited so I will read players, out players I
0: assume so yeah you. so you have to guess the player from the, the list of clubs I give you and they will be in chronological Champions order Champions League winners Champions
3: League winners oh so all the players are Champions League yeah. winners yes
2: They've all won. Sorry. I shouldn't be giving got away got my advantage I got it straight away. I should no, just I mean, you get into oh, the quiz. quiz. I'm yeah. like, I might go so one right
0: Each of these players has won a Champions League. I will not tell you which team oh. they have won the Champions
2: League with. This is my sort of quiz. You <laughs> have <laughs> no chance. Can I okay. just test my buzzer? Because I feel like I'm not going to get to use it during the quiz. So uh, <laughs> Right, there we go. That's that. the only time <laughs> you're hearing that now for the rest of
0: the set, Christian. So does everyone understand, uh, understand the uh, old Viking Dan rule as well? Yep. And if, if well, everyone has to answer. If you fail to answer, you uh,
3: lose a point, basically. Benjamin. I'll just
1: wait for the other two to fail then.
3: <laughs> can, I, uh, can I request Proudy's buzzer is someone's stolen my lunchbox, please? As long as he puts his hand across his mouth, I know <laughs> you've already got ahead of it. <laughs> All right, fine. I've, I've Christopher Proud. Whatever you want. Okay,
0: right. I'm, I'm going to start. Lunchbox. Lunchbox. Lovely. That should be
1: fun. <laughs> Christopher Proud. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: okay so I say question number it's going to be weird I'm just reading clubs out uh, so club number one for this player is is PSV Chelsea Real Madrid Bayern Munich
1: can I have the teams again please
0: yep PSV oh,
3: Chelsea Chris. Ben oh, Chris oh Robin.
0: Ooh, what am I Kelsey? doing he's in there in there what am I doing?
3: I went straight for it. I was thinking Kesman immediately. I I I thought Kesman. He's not won the Champions League. Marvellous. Right, okay. Uh, Question number two.
0: Inter, Lazio, Inter, Napoli, Galatasaray, Genoa.
3: Wow, I feel so bad for, mo- for mocking people on the quiz on Twitter. Yeah, well, done the most intense thing ever.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Could we have the teams again, please?
3: Matt? You can
0: indeed. Inter, Lazio, Inter, Napoli, Galatasaray, Genoa. Or Genoa, I'm not sure.
2: No, I don't know.
3: Is this, is this all the clubs he's played for?
0: Well, it's, it, yeah, pretty much. Okay.
1: Who would have played for Inter twice? Yeah, that's like, is what I'm
0: stuck on. It, it could be alone. Yeah,
1: that's. It could be alone. Thanks, Matt. That doesn't
3: help. Um, I'm going to just guess. Ben. Benjamin? Is it? Is it Melito? It's not. Oh. Whatever. Minus one. That's worth having a go, in its it? Is
0: it? Um, Everyone has to answer, so. Oh, yeah. bollocks.
1: <sighs> Chris.
3: Christopher? I don't know what
1: I'm thinking. Nigel Dion. I
0: don't know what I thought it Unfortunately. Not. City, yeah.
3: Wait, wake up, you idiot. Come on.
0: Um, I'm going to go with um, Adriano. <laughs> Adriano. That's unfortunately wrong as well, Mr <sighs> Herb.
2: Can we, we Can you get like decades? I mean, Who's that? That's, that's great. I've yeah, got What, old, you? what year what is I don't that? know. Because I'm like spanning across it's, my whole so it's, football it's in ch- memory. Yeah,
0: it's Champions League. So it could be from 1992 until present day. See, I could have been right with Adriano. It's
3: an, it must be an older player, right? Goran like Pandev. Oh, my Pandev! Oh, wow. <laughs> right, that, that's the level, is it, man? Yeah, that's that's nice. Great. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: okay, question number three. Uh, Motherwell, Borussia Dortmund, Celtic, Chris. Livingston, Christopher.
1: Oh, what's uh, oh shit! No, I'm just, i just a Paul Lambert.
3: Ben, yes. I mean, he's right. Yes. I nearly
1: said Ricky Lambert. I thought, oh, <laughs> it's not Ricky Lambert.
3: <laughs> okay, brilliant. I'm going to start being bolder.
0: Marvelous. Chris is Chris is back in positives. Just uh, oh, yeah. Question number four: Benfica, Chelsea, PSG, Chelsea.
3: Chris, Ben, Benjamin, just David Luiz. Correct. <sighs> is that what you're going to say, Chris? Yeah. Herb, is your buzzer working, mate?
2: Um, <laughs> what I've realised is I fundamentally don't know enough about real football. I'm playing too much football manager. Okay,
0: question number five York City, Manchester United, Middlesbrough, West Bromwich Albion. This ball may be curved. <laughs> ben. Benjamin, Luke Chadwick. It's good, but it's not right. Oh, Christopher.
1: Is it Jonathan Greenan? <laughs> He's done it again. That's fucking incredible.
3: Oh, it is. Yeah. Good lad. He got sent
1: off at Fratton Park for York City a few years ago. So, and was he? Was he part now. of
3: your? Was he part of that famous West Brom save you had when you got to the uh, no, Europa no, League final?
1: He'd, he'd, he'd long retired, but he was part <sighs> of our coaching staff.
3: Chadwick played for loads more clubs than yeah. he is at all. Yeah. Thank you. Okay.
0: Question number six. Valencia, Mallorca, Real Madrid, Bolton Wanderers, Ipswich Town. God,
3: it's one or 2 in it? Hmm... <laughs> Do I just guess again?
1: So many players went from Real Madrid to Bolton as well. Is, <laughs> yeah, yeah they did. <laughs> that, that's the problem I'm having. All
3: right, Ben. Ben.
2: Ivan Campo. Good lads. Well oh, done. Yeah. Do you know what? I thought it's not going to be I, Ivan Campo.
3: It was him or
1: Herrera, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Was did play for Bolton as well? I Hel- can't think Hel-
0: Ivan Helguera did play for Bolton, I think.
1: Yeah. Just Sam Allardyce, masterclass. He
3: did. I just remember yeah, Campo scored hair. a goal from like 30 did, yards yeah. one game. Forty. Though. I just liked his hair. Yeah, same. <laughs> that that's, that's the level I'm at right now. It a great... If you want to check out the Mad Scientist database, you can play with Ivan Campo and the rest of the boys for Bob Modrids and Sam dice's team. Okay. Number seven. You can, Sorry. You can pay me for that, by the way. I've
0: yeah. <laughs> oh, been paid
2: for that.
0: Hmm. Eyes emoji. Uh, okay. Question number seven. Uh, Bannick, Ostrava, Napoli, Udinese, Milan.
3: by me mm. Ben Benjamin I'm not sure he played for oh no I've messed this up do I still have to get you, it? you've yeah. called so you have to <laughs> uh, oh I've messed it up everyone uh, I uh, so incorrect it's probably his mate no, he never played. Now, Gattuso, right. Gattuso... Sorry, I just want to clarify for anyone listening. I know Gattuso never played for Napoli, and I don't know why I've got involved. And
1: Banneker Strava. That's the one that's...
3: Where's that? I
2: don't even know what that is. Yeah, but uh, yeah, where? Where? where is it? The
1: Czech Republic, I think. So that's I what know. I'm trying to think of any Czech players who have yeah, played am that, and yeah. I can't remember any. Like... Um,
3: is it Goran Panda? <laughs> <laughs> how 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 curved
1: did this is
0: this
3: how one? Can we
1: have the teams again, Matt? Sorry, I got Bannick Scott, can, Milan. Uh,
3: Bannick,
0: Ostrava, Napoli, Udinese, Milan.
3: Still Napoli,
1: Milan.
3: Udinese, Milan. That's how, that bit's The bit that you should be able to get right. Yeah, like, that's I'm what's so confusing. Any about, players
1: yeah. that have played for Milan.
3: Well, but that might not actually one one be that, that might not teams. be right. Yeah he doesn't necessarily have to be from the Czech Republic right
1: yeah oh no
3: come on Chris well, I'm just
1: gonna I'll get a guess uh, Chris Jankalovsky uh,
3: good lad yeah. look at that
0: you're oh, all right, wow. <laughs> right. No. Oh, no I can't, I can't believe, believe it Maric Jankalovsky wow what are you, what are you Marvelous. doing
2: this for okay <laughs> I'm sitting there for you <laughs> yeah. right. same that was, on, that was on the tip of my tongue
3: that one Yep. They come like, you know. lagging <laughs> out. Again then. That seems to happen every single <laughs> <the> time. time. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, one time it was actually every time it's been real. I mean
0: Boy you Cried Wolf. Okay. Uh question number eight. Porto, Spurs, Portsmouth, Rangers. Oh, Chris. Christopher.
1: Pedro Mendes.
3: Yep. Congrats. Oh. Just running away with it, gents. I don't know about you, Hub. I've not had West Ham or Liverpool mentioned. You know, have got a show. any West Ham players going? On, I don't know what's going on. No. I don't. What's this I mean, they've probably quiz- in the Champions League. Before, so <laughs> oh, struggling. is that what this quiz is about? I didn't realise. <laughs> okay, Pedro Mendes has won the Champions yeah. League with, with Porto. Was yeah, it? Yeah. Crazy. Okay, uh, question
0: number nine. Real Madrid B, Bayer Leverkusen, Real Madrid.
3: Blimey Oh no Is it Coribund? No it's not Coribund It <laughs> uh, t- t- <sighs> can't be that recent If can't I, I, didn't like all, like I don't answer any questions I get
2: minus 10 points?
3: No 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 oh, you, Okay good Because that would be really bad You've been saved by Chris to be fair I suspect and I think this is part of the curveball is that he might have I'm going to let's 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 discuss boys I think he might have won the Champions League with Bayer Leverkusen because did they win it one year in no. like the early 2000s they
1: lost to um, Madrid in the final did they lose yeah. in the final so, so they lost to Madrid well, in the final
3: ah uh, yes of course so now maybe yeah. he was signed back after that final because everyone was like he's really good I'm well, exactly. not getting this so let's let's discuss what are you thinking Chris I just, Herb, I just I mean, remember
1: one player from that team didn't Madrid, oh, so Ballard, just, he didn't play for well, Madrid it was
3: Michael Ballack, but he didn't play for Madrid well yeah no uh, for...
1: I can't remember any players from that by Leverkusen I'm trying to no. think
3: of Spanish players that played for Bayer Leverkusen I can't think, think of Spanish any players that for Bayer Leverkusen. is it a Spanish player that played for Bayer Leverkusen <laughs> well, clearly we don't know uh, is it a Spanish player that played for Bayer Leverkusen it might be alright oh, okay right then gang uh, Oh, it, this isn't as bad as Higuain is he a famous player or is, is he one of the names let's do Shiraz. this works really well for
0: podcasts <laughs> you could just, just guess that, that'd that be good
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, is it Michael Ballack
3: it's not uh, I imagine if it was that would uh, be uh, because I saw his
2: eyebrows move and thought you
3: know what let's go for it just in case Um, it could be anyone it couldn't be anyone it could be no. one particular player I
1: know it's not his player but I'm just going to move this on Chris Roy Mackay <laughs> <Roy> Mc...
3: <laughs> it's not no yeah I know I thought it was then that was yeah. a good guess played
1: for by, by Munich but I'm not close
3: yeah,
1: well, I can't think of any other names.
3: Still a good guess though. Oh, go on then, Matt. But that have mystery. Are you, are you conceding? Kirti. Yeah.
0: did you just call me a knockoff, Curty? <laughs> I just been he was i would be winning.
3: i i winning this quiz.
0: <laughs> uh, Danny Caraval.
3: Danny Caraval. Is he, did he
2: really? Mm-hmm.
3: Oh. Well, did he go on loan? Yeah.
2: Thing is, I'm I not getting these. Done. I'm not even sad oh, about
0: Daddy
1: it.
3: Carval, 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 Carval yeah. yeah, Carval, yeah. I must have gone on loan to. I did not know he went on loan to Bio Leverkusen.
1: No, I think he signed for Bayer Leverkusen and then got signed back like two years later. I think.
3: All we... right. Well, if that's wrong, can we get a point off him? <laughs> no. Or three, because I think I need three off him.
0: Uh, anyway, right. <laughs> Final question.
3: <sighs> Thank God.
0: Bayern Munich, Manchester United, Manchester City.
3: should be so obvious. Ben, Owen Hargreaves, let's move on.
0: Well done.
2: Oh. <sighs> Owen Hargreaves. Owen Hargreaves. Yeah. Owen Hargreaves was England, an actual... Player of the Year 2006. Oh, I remember. Yeah. Thinking, who the hell is Owen Hargreaves? I thought that was a... Oh. It was a good one, you're right. but It was.
3: That was a curty level question, that one, so I appreciate that <laughs> Okay,
0: so uh, scores after 10 questions are... Herb, rounding off with minus two. Yes.
2: <laughs> only uh, minus two. That's only the Only minus worst. two. Oh. We'll give you a round of applause oh. for participating. Someone that broke your ones last night. Do, I, get, do I still get a certificate p- for participating? Is it that sort of no. quiz? No. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to make uh, myself one.
0: Well done. <laughs> I mean, you, you, you do have form for doing that. Yes. Don't get a t-shirt. Make yourself one. Genius. Ace. Uh, Ace. yes. <laughs> now I've oh, got two. the jokes I
3: want to make right now and Card, Unbelievable. <laughs> 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 uh,
0: Ben in second place with minus one. Get a round of applause, Benjamin. Nice, I don't deserve it. Uh, you I don't, don't, deserve fair, it. fair, no. Um, no. And, and uh, winning the quiz is uh, Mr. Proud with uh, a royal three. I don't know why oh, it makes nice. it royal, but why not? Well done.
1: Thank you. <laughs> you. Stellar performance. Well
3: done, Chris, so Well Good
1: 2019. Well,
0: well done, yeah, Proud. Really. Particularly Im- impressed with the Jonathan Greening. And the Yankelovsky. I mean,
1: Yankoloski. Yankoloski is that more was impressive was, than Jonathan Green. Yeah, that was pretty outrageous. Yeah, it was outrageous.
0: Yeah, I think if 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 Joe was here, there would be questions asked of uh, where your hands were and where you were googling it at the same time. Oh, no, but, we'll
1: never, never guess. Go Google, we'll never <laughs> you
2: Google. Never guess. I only Google. I, I would have, but my camera <laughs> angle is not flattering enough for me to hide. <laughs> I've literally, I've got myself on full screen. It's not going to work. I mean, maybe we should do this from
0: now on, so people cannot cheat. Yeah. But anyway, right? Okay, that that brings the end to the podcast. Then. <laughs> Sorry,
3: you're allowed to cheat. <laughs> no, you're not allowed, no, to, allowed, not allowed to cheat. cheat. <laughs> you're not Slight allowed
0: advantage. to cheat. But anyway, right? Um, before we go, then I should probably let you all plug yourselves. Normally, we don't because we just say it's all on the website. In fact, it should be on the website for uh, for Proudie and for Mister Big Herb the Nerd, but it's not for Benjamin,
3: So, where can people find you, Ben? Uh, at Dr. benji on Twitter, YouTube.com slash fm for more. And actually, I'm on Instagram these days, so Instagram.com slash fm by all means. If you like mem- uh, trips down memory lane to your uh, New York trip. Indeed. I will say, though, if you're coming over uh, from my Twitter or Prady's Twitter or Herb's Twitter or Matt's Twitter, then make sure you follow uh, the five-star podcast and whatnot and get involved and listen every week. Because even though I'm not on it every week, it's still worth listening to every week. <laughs> I listen to it every... I, I genuinely listen to it every week. So it's good. I like
2: it a lot. So do I. It's gonna be weird, right? Because am I gonna to listen to this while I'm hearing myself? That's gonna be odd. That cringe, cringing yeah. at how shit performances. Oh, okay.
3: It's that I, I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick up the podcast a bit. I think this is like one of these shining light things that
2: exists within our community. I know so, it's good like because that. I get really annoyed if yeah. it isn't in my inbox when I sit down at work on Monday morning. I'm like, oh, fuck. come on, phone, you download that now because I need to listen to it. This is my yeah. routine. Really so assume. if you ask someone that listens to it, support it not as, as well as listening to it. Try and support it
3: as well because these boys do. They're not all, a lot of them aren't near, Matt, so I feel yeah. fine to say this. Um, a lot of these boys put in a lot of time for nothing to produce content for you lot. So I think if you enjoy it, show that you enjoy it by uh, your following and whatnot and keeping track of what they're all doing. So yeah, and congratulations to Proudy and Hope for getting in as well. Getting in, still <laughs> getting should, The nicest thing you said to me yeah. about that is aunties. yeah your hair's still shit though Matt oh. <laughs> <A> bit <harsh>. <laughs> <laughs> you had to balance it out I guess yeah. anyway
0: right that does bring episode 86 to a close you can find the links for each of us in the podcast description as well as for the 5 Star Pod Twitter account WeStream FM Discord server and everything else uh, and if you can't find the links, go to EasterMFM.com because they're all there. Uh, Five Star Potential podcast is available on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, and most other popular podcast apps and Woo. platforms. The new podcast released every Monday. This has been Five Star Potential, and we'll see you all next week. Say goodbye, folks.
2: Bye. Bye-bye. Bye, goodbye.